This episode of the Astro Powder Podcast is brought to you by Gamma. Gamma's Optistar all-in-one control unit leads the industry with a design fusing electrostatics and powder feed in one compact device. By combining the powder injector and control unit functionality into one device, you get the highest coating efficiency, fastest response times of powder output, and excellent cleaning performance. For more information about the Optistar all-in-one, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with Gamma. Hello, all you powder coating fans, and welcome to our ninth episode of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. Thank you for taking time to join us. We really appreciate your support. I'm your host, Joe Powder, a.k.a. Kevin Biller, and with me is my esteemed colleague, world-renowned herpetologist and sidekick, Nathan. He's our powder coating formulator dude. Well, I'm not formally trained, but I do love a good tortoise. We're broadcasting from the PCR Group studios in Columbus, Ohio. Just so you know, the purpose of this Ask Joe Powder podcast is to bring news and technical know-how to the global powder coating community. Let's get it rolling. But before we do, shout out. I would like to give a shout out to Kevin Corson, the Powder Coating Institute's new executive director. Kevin replaces Trina Benson and comes from the equipment side of our industry. He was most recently with George Cook & Sons, which is a turnkey systems house, but he has had an illustrious career ranging from being a senior plant engineer at General Motors to a system house expert at first Eisenman Corporation and later KMI Systems. Kevin is one of the good guys in the powder coating world, and we are sure that under his leadership, the Institute will thrive. Kevin, we wish you the best in your role as Executive Director. Okay, so now it's time for some news in our Guess What segment. Guess what? <laughs> Thanks for that, Nick. All right, the first one comes from Special Chem 4 Coatings. Exalta launched their Alesta BE Plus collection of industrial powder coatings in Mexico. The BE Plus doesn't generate emissions of VOCs and requires less time to cure. So it uses less energy, increases productivity, and lowers production costs for customers. They also claim that the BE Plus delivers superior corrosion protection on metal. Hey, newsflash fans, uh, <clears throat> touting a powder coating having zero VOC emissions uh, really is not that big a deal. <laughs> Groundbreaking stuff, really. Yeah. Uh, over 90% of the powder coatings that are commercial today do not have VOCs, and the other 10%, it's kind of debatable if they do or not. So, hey, way to go, Exalta. 
In other news, uh, it's kind of in contrast to the last couple of stories that we've had about huge paint companies reporting not great uh, financial results. But Jotun out of Norway actually seems to be weathering the storm pretty well. They, compared to last year, they're reporting sales growth of 1%. You know, it's better than nothing. But they're attributing that to strong sales in the ship maintenance market, where there's still plenty of activity internationally with shipping. And, you know, even though their protective coatings are on the same level as 2019 and the sales of decorative paints and powder coatings are down, it seems like the ship maintenance is kind of keeping them afloat. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And International Paint and Coatings Magazine reports that ST Powder Coatings launches their H3 Horizon series of super durable power coatings. They're offering 34 different colors. Smooth, matte, glossy, wrinkled finishes, mainly designed for the architectural sector. And now, this just in, we've come across an article in the scientific journal, Progress in Organic Coatings. It's authored by researchers in Western University out of Ontario, Canada, and also a collaborative effort with the School of Chemical engineering and technology at a Jianjin University in China, uh, they report that they've come up with a new technique to bond metallic powder coatings. And basically what they're talking about here, folks, is they've developed a technique using microwave energy to bond the metallic particles to the powder coating. And as, as any scientific uh, research would would uh, be conducted. They did all kinds of quantitative characterization tests. They looked at um, SEM, EDS, optical observations, size analysis, uh, ASH test. But what this brings to the industry is a new bonding technique for powder coatings. I think, yeah, this might be a good opportunity to kind of explain what bonding is as a process for people out there that aren't familiar with that terminology basically when we make a metallic or a pearlescent powder coating you know we could take the powder and add some sparkly or you know the flake that has the appearance that we want and you can kind of just shake them together or use a low intensity mix to combine it then once you start spraying it, it looks all right. And then the metallic particles have a tendency to, they behave differently than the powder does in an application system. So you can imagine that the electrostatics are going to behave a lot differently on aluminum than they are on the polymer-based powders. So you'll get inconsistent spray, you'll get spitting, you'll get all kinds of problems. So... What we do is, as an industry, is called bonding, where you take the powder, you take the special effects, and you combine them in a more of a high-intensity mixing 
process. It kind of warms up the powder particles just enough to get the metallic to fuse onto them. And then what you end up with is a much more consistent end product that has the the special effect distributed all throughout the powder. So this is kind of a cool, interesting, different way of looking at things. You know, maybe this microwave bonding will actually take off, and I guess we'll see. Okay. So what gets you mad this time around, Joe? What gets me mad? What gets me mad? Nothing. I'm, nothing's getting me mad this 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 week, so uh, I think it's time to move on to our question and answer portion of our podcast. Do you have a question? Ask Joe Powder. Well, you can ask him. Ask Joe Powder. He has the answer. That'll answer. Powder coating. It's the Ask Joe Powder podcast. I love that. <laughs> All righty. This uh, first question comes from Mick Bilney in Fortitude Valley, Queensland, Australia. He just says, hey, Joe. Maybe this is too simple a question, but should the operator in a powder booth, the one doing the spraying, be insulated or grounded in some way? Hope you stay safe. Thanks. Hey, well, good day, mate. Thanks for your question, Mick. And I hope things are going well and land down under. It's an interesting question, and obviously it has to do with powder application technology, and, you know, I have a pretty good inkling what the answer should be. However, I deferred this question to our good friend, Jeff Hale, who's uh, one of the, the guys at uh, GEMA, and he's provided the answer, Mick. Okay, so here's from Jeff. Mick, I received your email from Ask Joe Powder. Taking an extra precaution to ensure that an operator is grounded is wise. Speaking just about the Gamma gun, it has conductive plastic that is used in the handle. So assuming the operator is not wearing a glove and the hand is free of dirt or dust, the hand is connected to a ground. The unit is electrically connected to ground through the power cord, and the Gamma unit also is supplied with a separate ground wire that is connected to the ground connection on the back of the unit to a known earth ground nearby. On another note, Jeff points out, many times people will have ungrounded objects near the coating area. So when the operator is not holding the gun, they touch something else and they get shocked. Harmless, but annoying for sure. So two items to consider, Jeff tells us. Be sure to ground all objects within 20 feet, that's about six and a half or seven meters, in any direction of the spray gun. Second, invest in some grounding devices that are worn by operators. This would be the shoe or calf and shoe. Also avoid rubber mats or rubber-soled shoes that may lead to shocking because the operator is isolated. I hope this helps. Jeff Hale. And now, a word from our sponsor. Are you looking for a solution to coat your most difficult products with no touch-up? 
then Gamma's dynamic contouring equipment is the right solution for you. Unlike robotic coding, dynamic contouring offers greater flexibility without all the programming hassle while correctly positioning each powder gun to automatically coat your parts. For more information, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with Gamma. Powder Coating Research Group is a proud sponsor of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. PCR is the only independent laboratory dedicated to powder coating technology. We do everything from raw material evaluation, formulating the next generation of coatings, new product development, testing, troubleshooting, training, and consulting. To find out more, visit our website at powdercoatingresearch.com or you can email Kevin Biller at Kevin Biller at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. Okay, now back to your questions. Our next question comes from Greg in El Campo, Texas. He says, Hey, Joe, what causes a slick, glossy appearance in a black wrinkle powder? I've tried a few different manufacturers with similar results. Granted, I have different substrate thicknesses, but issues are not limited to the thicker materials in surrounding areas. It's a very time-consuming powder that unfortunately has to be used on certain product lines in order to match outsourced products. I've tried a few different primers to help with no avail. In your opinion, what do you think could be the prominent issue? Hey, Greg. Thanks for your question. From what you describe... This is undoubtedly a polyester-based wrinkle. The chemistry of this type of technology, the wrinkle surface is created by a carefully controlled chemical reaction between the polyester resin and a unique curing agent. Furthermore, this chemical reaction requires a very specific catalyst to make all this stuff happen. Okay, so since the wrinkle surface is driven by a chemical reaction, the curing conditions affect the degree of wrinkling. Hence, a severe undercure will cause the slick, glossy, or wet-look appearance that you described. To test for severe undercure, you can use a simple solvent rub test. Acetone or MEK will do. If the coating is easily removed with 10 or 20 double rubs of solvent, uh, on a soaked shop rag, then the coating did not see enough heat or time and temperature at the recommended conditions. Okay, so that's one cause that you could be facing. Another condition that influences the wrinkling of this type of product is uh, the pH, or the acidity slash alkalinity of the surface that the coating is applied to. You see that Catalyst used to create the wrinkle is acid-based, and consequently, a substrate that has a high pH or high alkalinity will retard the acid catalyst and cause a glossy spot. Now, high alkalinity can, can occur on the substrate uh, from contamination, especially from your cleaning process, especially if you've got a, an alkaline uh, chemical cleaner in your system. 
You mentioned primer. The, the, the concept of a wrinkle powder over a primer is an interesting proposition. And really, when you look at this situation, the pH of that surface, the primer, could influence the wrinkling or the incidence of high-gloss areas. I saw this uh, uh, in, in a problem that one of our customers had many years ago where they were using a, a body filler um, on their on the parts that they were, in this case, recoding, the body filler, in this case it was Bondo, um, had a high uh, pH because it had a lot of calcium carbonate in it. And every place the customer had Bondo, the wrinkle didn't wrinkle. So that's something to consider. What I recommend is that you try your wrinkle powder over a number of different primers, and I may, that may be two or three, um, and look at the performance. The other thing to consider is just to avoid using a primer at all if you think that your customer will be able to get the performance that they need with a single coat of this wrinkle powder. Good luck, Greg, and let me know how things work out. Thanks, Joe. Okay, we're going to move on to upcoming events. Hey, friends, where are we going? To an upcoming event. All right, I guess the only real change that we have to fill you in on is the Coatings, Trends, and Technology show that was scheduled for September 9th and 10th, 2020 at the Western Chicago is gone virtual. So it's still going on. It's just going to be on an all-online format. The other thing, um, the last few few episodes we mentioned that the Paint Expo, which was scheduled to be in Karl's Rule, Germany, that got postponed, got rescheduled. It had been scheduled most recently for mid-October. Well, that's been canceled for 2020. Okay, Powder fans, tune in next time when we tackle, tell you what, not going to tell you, so it's going to be a bit of a surprise. But definitely tune in, because you won't be disappointed. Okay, Powder Coating fans, you can find the Astro Powder column in PCT, Powder Coated Tough Magazine, PPCJ, Polymers Paint Color Journal, and the Finishing Flash tab at the Paint Coatings Industry Magazine website. You can find all of our old shows and more information about the podcast online at askjoepowder.com. If you want to be the first to know when a new episode comes out, you can subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, any one of your uh, podcast apps that you like to use. We now have a Twitter page, and that's at aka Joe Powder. We have a YouTube channel. We'll be posting videos. We're going to continue to do interviews and maybe do some bonus kind of how-to videos on there as well. If you have a question for Joe Powder, the email address is askjoepowder at yahoo.com. Or you can call and leave a message at country code 1-478-2-ASK-JOE. That's 
1-800-285-5563. This has been a production of the Powder Coating Research Group. Original music, editing, hilarious sound effects are by Nick Page. Don't drive like my brother. And don't forget to keep your powder dry. Thank you for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Gama. Gama's Optiflex Pro Manual Gun uses Power Boost technology, which gives you the industry's highest charging power at 110,000 volts and 110 microamps, allowing for faster and more efficient powder coating. We're handing you more power, more quality, and more control. For a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877 877- Four three seven six seven seven one, and be sure to mention "Ask Joe sent me." When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with Gamma. A new way to bound. A new way to bind. A new bonding technique for powder coatings. <laughs> All right, not bad. <clears throat> I gave you a lot of outtake material. <laughs> Could you say bonding wrong a few more times? I can get something out of that. <laughs> um. Boonding. Binding. Boondage. <laughs> Powder boondage. Don't drive like my brother. And don't drive like my brother. And don't drive like my brother. This is going to be a good one, you guys. I really think. Should I go ahead and hit stop then? Yeah. Okay. I don't think we've run out of funnies.